I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What is going on, you guys? Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's show on the planet. Uh, happy Friday. I Listen, I know I look a little homeless, but it is cold in my apartment, so I'm a little bundled up right now. Um, but it's Friday Night Smackdown, AEW Rampage, after show, of course, with yours truly, Drian Santana, the editor-in-chief here. And, of course, one half of the only donating tag team in women's wrestling talk history, the South Shakers. And, of course, I'm not alone. I got my girl Stephanie here, Queen Steph Hardy of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. What is going on, Stephanie? How are you feeling on this um, early Friday? We're earlier than usual because AEW decided that they wanted to come on right after the NBA uh, game was on. So I'm happy about that. How you feel? I feel fine and of course always happy to be with you Drian. Um and of course you know this Friday night was full of lots of was full of action and just all kinds of different shenanigans and whatnot. And I just I'm just glad to get into it. Um AEW sent me for a little bit for a tizzy, but we'll get into that a little bit later with their early times or whatnot. Like their times change more often in any other show but either way you know we're here tonight and it's early and thank all of you guys for watching with us yeah because we're not gonna be here all night because i gotta see bad bunny just like y'all know bad bunny's performing at coachella so once we once i wrap up here i gotta get on the flight and head to coachella so i can be ready for bad bunny so just like y'all oh, know. yeah it's it's happening he's headlined this year so come through then you so know what's so funny Mm-hmm. You mentioned Coachella, and then it's so funny. I saw on Instagram that it's been five years since Beachella, and I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. Time right. has gone by so fast, but yet a lot of those songs from that concert are still in my playlist to this day. <laughs> I mean, of course. How, how can it not be? I mean, she performed right. the classics and everything like that. Um, but, of course, enough about music. Let's talk about wrestling. And let's really dive into Friday Night Smackdown first. Let's talk about our undisputed Dodi Tag Team Champions, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I don't know why I keep trying to fuck up their last na- their names and 
put one with the other or whatever. But uh, <laughs> we got Kevin and Sammy come out. Of course, we know they won these titles at WrestleMania. And I mean, when you have the likes of the Bloodline, the Usos, to be exact, and Solo Sequoia, who they're not they're not pretty happy about the loss that they took at WrestleMania, obviously. There's still some heat and tension buildup between these guys here. And, I mean, it's more so the fact that, like, you know, Sammy does make a point when he talked about Solo. Like, Jay, Solo was really put your ass down last week. You know what I'm saying? You talk about me and and Kevin, you know, turning on each other and all this and that, and you say that, oh, well, uh, you tell Kevin that maybe you should watch out for Sammy because Sammy could turn on you next the same way he turned on my family, you know, and it's just like, there's obviously more things happening within the cracks of the bloodline. And two, uh, uh, what I noticed with Paul Heyman is when he talked about, you know, of course, uh, the them losing their titles when it's time for them to have their rematch again. And obviously the tribal chief is sick of you two. And when he says you two, he looks exactly directly at the Usos. And they don't even notice that Paul is looking at them when he says that the tribal chief is sick of you too. So, I mean, like, there's there's obviously the storyline that's still there uh, within the bloodline. So obviously to for them to say that there are no cracks, Sammy is right. There are cracks in the bloodline. And it's starting to show a lot more um, as the story continues to progress. But even in the midst of, you know, of course, y'all didn't come out here to, y'all didn't come out here to talk. Y'all came out here to fight. And so what we thought would have been a three-on-two ambush um riddle comes out and he eaves off the odds and he he goes straight for solo someone who actually took him out and he was out since like last december uh making his strong return about two weeks ago and aligning himself with uh sammy and kevin who all have issues with the bloodline in various different ways and i mean this 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 brawl it, it turned out to be not not so not so nice to open up the show and with Riddle coming back, um, I, I mean, I guess you say it does add a little leeway and, and it does make things fair with them not having to worry about being jumped by the bloodline by themselves, to be exact. But Riddle really wants his hands on Solo and he does get that opportunity tonight. So, Stephanie, this opening up the show, this detention fl- uh, flaring in the cracks, you know, starting to show in the bloodline. Do you think there's a matter of time where if if the Usos don't win next week, what do you think is going to happen? If the Usos don't win next week, Big Papa Roman going to come out of whatever corner he's been hiding in and destroy them. And basically, like I feel like he's going to excommunicate them if he doesn't give him one final test. Um, it's so funny that this is happening and low-key makes me think of the tv show hbo succession where Mm -hmm. you have the father logan roy played by brian cox who's always playing mind games with all of his children in order to see what type of business bidding he can they can do for him to prove that they are supposed to be next in line for succession now mind you nobody can be the head of the table like roman can but at the same time, it's just like he has the same manipulative hold on all of the family members of the bloodline. And mm-hmm. what's so sad is the cracks are there and they can't even see that the cracks are there 
even when it's hidden in plain sight. And Sammy told Jay, like, straight up, like, I wish that I was as good as anything as you are lying to yourself. Like, they are lying to themselves because they really believe that the bloodline is stronger than ever. And they really believe that if that, you know, they really are ready to get those tag titles back from them, you know, and prove that the bloodline is all you know, hunky-dory, but at the end of the day, y'all saying that, but where has Roman been since he basically won the title? We haven't seen him since the Raw after Mania, and mm -hmm. a lot has happened in those past two weeks. We haven't seen him since on Raw or SmackDown. So for y'all to be acting like everything is okay and everything's hunky-dory, Big Papa Roman ain't out there with y'all. And Paul Heyman is plotting on y'all demise in plain sight. And it's so sad. And I thought Jay really could peep game at first, but it seemed like for this week, he's not really peeping game unless he's, you know, playing triple double Asian on us or something. But either way, it's still intriguing. And I like the, um, and I just like the layering of it. But honestly, the bloodline is not all together like they think they are. No, they're not. And I, yeah, it is uh, actually the week after next, uh, April 28th, is when this match is actually going to take place. Um, I don't know if they, if they, you know, could get those titles back before and now the champions or whatever, but I don't know. If they don't win when the timely manner of them supposed to be winning. I don't, I don't know. This does make me miss Randy as well because I don't know. I mean, Randy, I mean, allegedly he was supposed to show up after Mania or whatever or at WrestleMania that didn't turn out that way. So, and obviously he's not even like, you know, ready to even come back to the ring yet. So, I don't know. But get into our first match of the night: uh, LA Knight versus uh, Xavier Woods. And this match was actually really good. You can tell that LA Knight is so over. Like he's he's so over. And even within this match between these two, um, despite it being good, the in, the ending of it, I mean, LA and I tried to hold on to Xavier Woods' tights to win the match, but Xavier reversed it, and he rolled them up and held on to LA Knight's tights and won the match. Um, I know how you feel, you know, Stephanie, with, with Xavier getting this win. Um, but I, I will have to say I, I am kind of tired of LA Knight going on a losing streak. I mean, obviously his connection that he has with the crowd is top tier. Like everybody is like he has the crowd. He literally does. And it's just like, damn, he just keeps losing. And I don't feel like he sh he should be losing the way that he has been. Like by no means necessary. But shout out to Xavier Woods for um getting getting this victory. Um, I have to say, well, and that I, like we gotta push LA Knight. It is a must. Like, and I think the agenda is either like King of the Ring or more so Money in the Bank. I'm gonna go with Money in the Bank. Um, but if it happens to be King of the Ring, hell, it could be both. I would have no issue with that. By no means necessary, because I feel like um, LA Knight definitely deserves it. I would say. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very fair assessment to make, Santana, because honestly, like, LA Knight is even over with me, even though I know he's a heel and he's supposed to be mm -hmm. dastardly or whatever. I still love him. 
<laughs> because I just can't help but to say yeah all the time or to quote that's just a fact of life like I did it a few days ago so it's just like he's just really charismatic and he has it on his side but then you also have Xavier who you know I love <laughs> from a very personal place so it's just kind of like okay they're gonna fight each other again I was really surprised at them you know fighting each other again considering Xavier beat him one time before right. but you know, okay, since LA wanted to be mad that Xavier had a place in WrestleMania, even though he didn't have a match per se, I thought that was a pretty okay way to start a feud. But and then he broke his control, and of course, you know, Xavier loves his video games, so you know, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And considering LA Knight, you know, decided to cheat and try to grab his tights, I low key feel like it's that's low key karma for him to lose the match that way. Um, to Xavier because I mean you tried to cheat to beat him so he cheated to beat you okay whatever and the ref didn't see it so it doesn't really count but then that also leaves room for them to fight again if yeah. you know if that if that door is open because Xavier is going on to do another major thing that I told him that he should do at Wale Mania anyway so I can't wait till we get into that but either way um, Xavier won, and now he got, he's challenging Gunter for the IC title next week. And I told him he needs to be IC champion. So it would be amazing if he did win, even though Gunter's kind of like on this really big winning streak, you know, and stuff like that. But if Xavier did win a solo title run, then maybe it could be, it could serve as a stepping stone to the WWE Championship at some point, kind of like the same way it did with Big E when he won the IC title, and then he got bumped up to win Money in the Bank, and then he went on to become champion. And I want Xavier Woods to get more of his thing because he deserves it. And considering he's on his own now, there's just so much more for him to do. But, you know, we're Team Virgo over here, so either way, he'll be fine. So I was really excited. I mean, it's very possible. I mean... This is this will be the first time he's actually had an opportunity to challenge for that title anyway. And I mean, you go against someone like Gunther, I mean, uh, it's not going to be easy at all whatsoever. It's not going to be easy. Of course, who who's to say that their match even ends, you know, clean or whatever? You know, this could spark something where maybe this could be like a, a, a no, like no DQ or, you know, a count out or some shit like that, you know, um, that could continue on with something between Gunther and Xavier but nonetheless I, I'm here for it and he, he he definitely deserves it since he's he's on he's like the only one I can say out of the new day that really hasn't held any other title outside of just the tag titles you know so right. he, he deserves that he yeah does. and I have and I have another point to make you know not only is he a former king of the ring it's just the fact that I love that in this promo he was calling himself you know the hottest free agent like that's something that I really enjoyed considering the draft is coming up like I enjoyed that too because even if he doesn't you know beat Gunter for the IC yeah. title there's a possibility he could get drafted to Raw and challenge Austin Theory for the US title and honestly, if he were to challenge Austin Theory for the U.S. title, that could be a step up in the right direction, too, considering he's never held that title either. So that would be really cool. Like, I would enjoy that as well, because I need somebody to dethrone Austin Theory. Somebody, Lord. And if it's him, then that would be good, too. But either way, Xavier Woods is doing great things, and I love him and his natural hair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, with Austin Theory, I think he's doing a great job with holding the title. 
um, you know, for the U.S. title and everything. It gives them something to do, you know what I'm saying, despite, you know, you know, a lot of people's nerves. But, you know, I mean, if it happens where Xavier gets drafted to, to Monday Night Raw, then, hey, I, I don't mind it by no means necessary. Um, yeah, uh, Bobby does face uh, Austin when Friday goes to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas on Monday. Um, and yes, the draft will be uh, begins in two weeks on uh, Fox uh, for Friday Night SmackDown, and then it continues um, on two weeks away from now on that Monday for USA. So I'm excited about the draft. I, I wonder what regiment they're going to go with, or their process of the draft, or how they're going to do it this this year, this time go around. So we already kind of talked about how you know the draft and everything like that when it was announced. So uh, I'm excited, and, and when it happens, it takes place. I mean, hey, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I would like to say. Uh, speaking of this here, um, yeah, the the draft does take place before a backlash. So like, it's like they will have to wait until after the backlash until every so that whoever's drafted where, everything will just fully fully reset. Um, we have this backstage um, thing going on with Riddle and Sammy and Kevin. And uh, like I said, these these three here. Like I said, they all have something they come in. And basically, it's more so like, I mean, of course, we know that Kevin and Sam are going to accompany the Riddle to the ring just as much as the Usos are going to accompany Solo. But it's more so just a lot of a lot of understanding of where Riddle is coming from. He's been, he's without since last December. He has to do something to end Solo the best way that he can. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's a difficult time for him. He, he has to do that. He doesn't have Randy by his side. So he has to really go out there and, and not only fight for himself, but fight for Randy too. You know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, child. That's more so something that's like in our main event wise and everything too. Um, but we get here because, you know, Damien and, and Rhea and, and Dominic, Judgment Day, no fan alert, um, obviously. Their, their focus is on, of course, getting rid of the Latino world order. And I I don't, I don't know. Rhea, as champion, I feel like, and I hope that she does not only just stick with the Judgment Day when it comes to, you know, defending her title against other women, you know, on the SmackDown roster. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong, you know, having, you know, still being a part of the faction, but at least... We want to see some interaction between you and the other women on the roster, which we actually do kind of get into that because we have this match here, Santos uh, versus Damian Priest. And Judgment Day already came out, did their interest and everything. They were waiting on Legado de Fantasma to come out or Latino World Order to come out. It's not on this Alina Vega, but a flip flop, of course, Chancla. And. <laughs> Girl, you she saw she posted on social media earlier, and you know it, it's a big, big distraction uh, with her and with uh, Santos and Joaquin jumping and attacking um, Damian and Dominic before the match even transpired. And we see here, I mean, they even up a little bit odds there. Fan is not there this week, but even the match with Santos and Damien was really, really good. You know, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm in between. These are my guys, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't want them to fight. I want everybody to be happy, but I'm not going to not that way. So match was really good. Uh, really nice spots or whatever. But even after the match, and even though Damien does get the victory and it's like, dang, 
you start this new this new faction coming back with Latino World Order being the new Latino World Order. You get new shirts and all this and that, but you're losing. How is that possible? Like you're 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 losing. You're you're being you're being outsmarted and all this and that. And then they continue to go on to try to attack. I mean, we even see some spots with Zelina and and Rhea where Zelina goes in for a Hurricane Runner on a Rhea Ripley and pretty much knocks her ass off to the side so hopefully maybe they could probably be going with this objective of Zelina versus Rhea Ripley going into Puerto Rico for backlash I mean Zelina being a Puerto Rican woman why not have her be over there to match especially if you're going to have Damian Priest someone who's Puerto Rican as well and then you know Dominic and then maybe we have Ray and Bad Bunny if they choose to go that route you know what I'm saying but even after this uh they decided they wanted to jump Santos uh, Damien was going to put uh, Santos through the announcement table before Ray Mysterio actually comes out and him and Dominic when I tell you it never sees tonight not amaze me when uh, Michael Cole is happy to see Dominic get his ass moved by his father because a lot of us are and luckily Dominic was saved by Rhea Ripley uh, before everyone came into the ring and I just I don't know I'm here for it, but it honestly to me it seems like Judgment Day is actually kind of outnumbered a bit. To be honest, they really are. But what did you think about this match, uh, Stephanie, and this build up between uh, Judgment Day and uh, LWO? Um, I liked what Damien had to say in terms of sort of you know stirring the pot when it comes to him and Bad Bunny. Um, considering he was saying, you don't need to put your hands on my family. But my thing is, Bad Bunny was your family before Dominic was. So what are we doing? And it was just annoying how he was just bragging about slamming him through a table. I'm just like, sir, that was your family and you betrayed him all because Dominic was being a chicken-ish and I'm going to need for you to chill. Um, and then on top of that, backstage, the judgment, they wanted to bully Kayla. And I'm going to need for y'all to leave Big Bama alone, Okay. Um, and also, let me just say that I'm so tired of seeing the LWO lose. I'm tired of them losing because even with the numbers game and with them taking advantage of them, even before the match with Santos and Damian, which was fantastic, it's just for them to be you know, have this fresh coat of paint and for them to have turned face and for them to be coming to the defense of Ray leading up until WrestleMania and even after WrestleMania, it makes no sense for them to keep losing. And I feel like, yeah, Joseph in the comments said that Judgment Day has to be all that because Rhea is a SmackDown Women's Champion. I feel like if that's the case, then maybe they should just make Rhea dominant when it comes to the women's part of the of the Judgment Day, but just let the rest of the Judgment Day learn how to suffer a little bit without her. Um, that's something that I'm intrigued to, you know, intrigued to see or explore because I'm just so tired of watching LWO constantly lose like they're dominant Santos can go in the ring like this dude was a participant in the world cup like a few months ago it almost took a lot of people to their limit so if this is the case and if he was you know thugging in NXT as well and also on 205 Live, then how come he can't do the same thing with him being a face like it's just getting on my nerves it's like the only person really getting a whole lot of offense in is definitely Zelina on Rhea. And it's just the rest of them just aren't getting as much 
outside of Ray. And that's a problem for me. And you're right. They are outnumbered. So with them being outnumbered, you would think that they would win more. And if Legato Del Fantasma is going to be a face faction, let them have some face victories. It makes no sense for them to keep losing to the Judgment Day who build up all of these wins, you know, on the main ro- on the main roster on SmackDown and on Raw. But then when it comes to the bigger events, then they lose. Like it makes no sense to me. Make them suffer on the shows sometimes. Yeah, I agree. It's very possible that that eventually that's something that could happen, but I don't think that uh the judgment day will have the last laugh. Um and then this, but I don't want God. I want all of them just come together. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, we get here backstage-wise because, of course, Solo is getting prepared um, for his match with Riddle. And honestly, to me, it sounds like a conjugation line being set up with um, <laughs> Jimmy in the back just ad-libbing everything that Paul Heyman is saying until Solo is just like, you know what? You tell the tribal chief that I got this. And the look on Jay's face and Jimmy's face is like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah, go call Tribal Chief and let him know that I got this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, obviously, Solo's not one to play with. And I feel that Paul is more intimidated of Solo than he is of the Usos. Like, with the Usos, he likes to toy around with their emotions and shit like that. But with Solo, he treats him like Roman. He is not going to play with him like that, by no means necessary, because he know that Solo, Solo go hand it to him, point blank period. So, Paul, go go do your job as a wise man. Tell the tribal chief that he got this. Okay. All right. No more on the list. No back talk. No nothing. By no means necessary. Yeah, Solo is a quiet man, but he'll get the business done. It's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. That is very true. That is, that is very true. Always. Uh, but because this is the Women's Wrestling Talk, we have to talk more about the women. Um, our new tag, women's tag team champions, ladies and gentlemen, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, um, have their sort of a celebration for winning these tag titles against uh, Trish and Becky. Um, this past Monday, because Lita was attacked allegedly, um, and Trish stepped up to be um, Becky's tag partner. Trish took the pin, um, a roll up at that by Liv Morgan uh, for these two to come tag team champions, and uh, then Trish turns on Becky. But of course, we have to talk about two women who are fairly becoming my fave as a tag team. Uh, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. I mean, coming out here to interrupt uh, Liv and Raquel's whatever celebration is supposed to be. Y'all got all nailed down there. Maloons, confetti, cake, just a red carpet pulled out. And this is what we got. Y'all could have had this in the back. Um, but this was, I mean, it was nice. You know what I'm saying? They didn't, you know, they're looking for their power role. They're looking for their their championship opportunity and everything like that. And they're looking like, well, we, maybe we need to call corporate. Maybe we need to talk to the manager because where, where is our where is our stuff? You know what I'm saying? You guys are getting things. Why 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 are we why are not we? 
And so eventually this ends up breaking out into a brawl between these ladies and we later find out that they will get a title opportunity. Uh, I think it's come next week or the week after next. So I'm happy that we're, we're at least getting some type of feud happening within the tag team division. I'm happy that these two uh, Chelsea and Sonya are sticking together at a tag team. They, they work well with each other. I will have to say. Um, of course, Sonya being, yeah, complaint department, basically. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what they are. They handle all the complaints. Uh, if you have one, trust me, they, they've got a solution for you. Uh, but yeah, so Liv and and Raquel being champions, how do we feel about it? And how do we feel about, once again, probably having some kind of feud within uh, the women's tax division? Um, I like it. Um, I was definitely surprised when Liv and Raquel wound up winning um, and definitely surprised at the turn of events involving Trish, Lita, and Becky. But, you know, if this is what they're running with, then I'm okay with it, you know, because congrats to Liv because she's been trying to be a tag team champion for the longest now, so I'm glad that it actually did happen. Mm-hmm. My only regret is that it never happened with her and Ruby, but either way, you know, it still happened. So her and Raquel are cool and they are still trying to fill each other out with their vibe or whatever. But then you also have Sonya and Chelsea who could have just so easily dropped their partnership after WrestleMania and forgot about each other, mm-hmm. still lifting each other up because at first it looked like it was going to be Chelsea and Carmella, but Carmella, you know, she's out um, now for whatever reason. Um, and she found Sonya and I'm glad that they did find each other because they complement mm-hmm. each other really well. All they do is know how to carry up a situation. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> Cause all they did was complain the entire time and talk about how come we don't get this? How come we don't get that? Because ma'am, ma'ams, you haven't done anything worthy to get fireworks and a red carpet, babes. You haven't. So um, I'm glad they actually did get beat up um, for insulting Liv and Raquel, and I can't wait to see them actually fight for those tag titles. And here's hoping they're putting more beef behind um, the tag division at this point because it's just it's been on the struggle bus for quite a while. And hopefully, you know, they'll there'll be more they can do with it. Mm-hmm. They definitely definitely do. Um, call them the Karen Club. Um, I'm screaming. Um, all right, so we get here because. We have the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Shinsuke uh, in the ring, I would have to say. Like I said, last time I remember him being in the ring was down on NXT. I started doing, you know, Great Muta's um, retirement match and everything. But he looked so good. Like, y'all, anybody know, y'all know I love a black and white. I love a black and white look. And Shinsuke was giving me... It was giving me all all of that, honestly. And it's so nice to see him back on our TV screens, even though he had to pretty much bury Matt Catmox. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, with Emma being out there, hey, girl, hey. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what they have in store for Matt Cat, but I, I honestly kind of care this. But shout out to Shinsuke Nakamura. Obviously, he was going to get this victory. I don't see anything else, like other way around it. And even Matt Catmox was mad, and he tried to come – and attack Shinsuke after the match and well he got to put it into an arm bar and he rolled his ass out the ring um definitely should have had Pat McAfee here for this I mean 
can you imagine Shinsuke returning and Pat McAfee being there, dancing on top of Michael Cole's head and all that? Like, uh, it'd have been such a, a, a very special moment. But I think eventually, somewhere down the line, we may have we may get that moment again. But someone who likes to ruin moments. Sorry for this photo. This is what I got. This is what I got. Um, <laughs> Um, hmm. Karrion Cross obviously is lingering around him and Scarlet, always trying to fish out for their new opponents. Um, and it must be the, the fact that the card landed on Shinsuke Nakamura. And so I guess next week we'll find out what Karrion and Scarlet may have in store for whatever they're planning on doing with Shinsuke Nakamura. Like Please, like, come on, yeah. Please, what? Why would you want to take out Nakamura? He just got back. It's it's pointless. It's stupid. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them already. Y'all always gotta come out there, but you couldn't do a Ray Mysterio, so you gotta make your round somewhere else. Go mess with Hit Row or something. You know, they're not doing nothing. Go put them out there, misery. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so to talk about this match, I was really happy to see Shinsuke and I loved his outfit too. Like that whole ensemble with the with the patterns and everything were just was just fantastic. And then him coming out in the robe before was really cute too. I was just like, look at you, Shinsuke. I ain't see you in a minute, and then you come out here looking like a million bucks. I loved it. And I did miss Pat, like, and I miss Rick Boogs with him too. But you know, things change. But Shinsuke is still that dude, and I love him so much. And him beating Madcap Moss, like, I did not expect Madcap to be his opponent at all. And what was so funny was backstage, Emma was trying to encourage him. And I literally said out loud, I was like, Emma, only love can only do so much. Literally, love can mm -hmm. only do so much <laughs> because I understand you believe and you want to stand by your man, but baby, this is not that time. <laughs> this is not that time, okay? And she tried that, to give some encouragement, you know. She she tried, she tried it. She she really did, you know, and, and she I'm sure she had the purest of intentions, but baby. Oh, of course. There's only so much of those pure intentions can do. And clearly that didn't work out for him. And then he wanted to get mad and he wound up getting knocked out and, and put in an arm bar. Baby, no. This is Shinsuke, okay? This is the king of strong style. You ain't finna do him like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, Shinsuke had a good, you know, had a good returning match. And I was glad to see him. And Madcap, I just, it's, it's just gonna have to go back to the drawing board. But I am disappointed in the idea that Emma... It seems like Emma is back and she's only been back to be his cheerleader and not to do anything else outside of that. And that makes me sad because she's really talented and there's so much more she could be doing. I have no idea. It is possible if they, I mean, she was doing fine, I guess they want to say in the ring, but I guess they just kind of want to put her in the ballet part until they figure out what they want to do with her. And right now it seems like they just want to keep her with her man. Seems like it. Um, 
Okay, so before we get to what's happening next week, uh, we did get a little backstage thing going on with Braun and Ricochet. They was walking, you know, you know, chilling, hanging out, talking, you know, stuff like that. The Viking Raiders come out of nowhere and ambush him. I mean, knock the hell over, knock Braun Strowman ass over. He must thought that was Dolphins coming back <laughs> at, at WrestleMania, but not Braun was knocked the hell over over there. Ricochet got put the table. <laughs> Girl, Valhalla was screaming in his face. I'm like, I didn't know what the hell was going on here. But it leads to this match here where Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Rock Raiders next week. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I have no other words for that. Uh, we also, of course, you know that it's going to be the Undisputed Dodi Tag Team Championships. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going to be defending their titles against the Uso. Um Hope Stephanie can get her compulsion child because let me tell you something. I, I didn't know why she was yelling that man your child it was awful. Um, but yeah, so this match will be happening two weeks away from now. Um, will the Usos regain those titles again or will they be sending NXT? Uh also next week we have the women's tag team champions, uh Liv Morgan and Raquel defending their titles against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, will Liv and Raquel have a short reign or will Sonya and Chelsea become our new fucking tag team champions? <laughs> Y'all didn't even let this heat up a bit. Y'all just throwing out title opportunities already. Obviously, this is not going to end well because Shayna and, and Ronda will probably be on their way back real soon. Just saying. Yeah. So, just saying. And also next week, uh, as stated earlier, Gunther versus Xavier Wood for the Intercontinental Championship. Does Gunther continue to retain or does uh, Xavier Woods win? You know, does he become a new Intercontinental Championship? Uh, we're going to, we're going to, not only going to pray for the victory, we're going to pray for his chest hairs because they will probably be off after Gunther chops the hell out of him. Um, so, we have to find out what happens with that uh, come next week. But here we are. Uh, for our main event of Friday Night SmackDown, Matt Riddle versus Solo Sequoia um, in this match here. Paul Heyman got on the mic and said a whole lot of blah, blah, blah. They really didn't even matter. We're just trying to get to the main event. You took half of this time to chit-chat about absolutely nothing. And I honestly can't even tell you what he said because Paul Heyman been talking all night. You've been talking all night. I, I don't want to hear you no more. Get to this goddamn match with Riddle and, and freaking Solo so they can break each other's necks off or something so but this match it did happen with solo and riddle uh to the point where uh kevin and sammy and the usos got their ass ejected out of the arena um and so yeah um rematch on nine one for draft okay got it but yeah so these two um had a really nice match and shout out to the chicken head that's in the audience, of course. Uh, Cody is not here, so you know you should probably should have wore that on Monday, so that he could see it. But so sad. Um, shout out to uh, Stephanie shirt. <laughs> but this match with Solo and um, Riddle was really nice. It was really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed. But it was, you know, even though Solo did win. Riddle is left lying, hurt on the ground as the announce table was placed on top of him. And Kevin and Sammy come out to be by his side. And it's just like, Riddle, you're going to have to do something else to stop Solo because obviously 
you want to be you want to be go you want to go back to last December. That's where you that's where you headed to. Honestly, I don't you you gotta do you gotta do better, cause you're you getting followed out here, my guy. But Stephanie, with this match being the main event, um, how did you feel about it? Do you feel like this is the end between Riddle and 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 Solo and and, and all this and that? You know, with their own storyline too, or do you think that Riddle is probably going to sit the hell down so we realize that he he can't he can't he can't he can't mess with Solo at all. I see Riddle challenging him again after he recollects himself. Um, I couldn't believe that the match ended this way because the way that Matt Riddle made it sound backstage earlier in the night, it made it sound like, you know, he was trying to be chill, you know, while still being focused at the same time. But the thing about the bloodline is it's like when they come out and they come out in numbers, you got to have your head on a swivel. And I really feel like that was Matt Riddle's downfall right there, even though he did have Sammy and um, KO in his corner, um, even though they got sent away and then they wound up coming back. It's just like Matt Riddle got unfocused and then he hit his flip onto the Usos and then got back into the ring and that's where Solo found his opening and hit the Samoan spike on him and beat him up and then smashed him with the table and then all of the above. Like, Riddle just lost his focus and I really feel like ultimately this isn't going to be the end for that because they did they showed the clips multiple times of him getting injured months ago and him getting toe up and that's something that he just did not like it all and really did put him in a bad place. So I really do see them all fighting. You know, I see him fighting solo again, but if he doesn't fight him by himself, he will go to war with um, KO and Sammy if he has to, in order to get some revenge. So, yeah, I feel like Riddle did. Okay. I just feel like he just ultimately lost his focus because he was trying to keep so much. So there was so much going on. He just got distracted. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that when you're more fo- when you're to you spend so so much time focusing on trying to get back at someone, you know, for what they did to you, you're gonna you're gonna like really really mess yourself over, uh, putting so much focus into that that you're so focused on like getting back, getting back and back at them, and not focusing on outsmarting them, you know, what I'm saying so. Who knows? But that brings us to the end in regards to Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, we're going to take a little short break before we dive into AEW Rampage. <laughs> hey, peeps. TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Shout out to TK um, for that commercial. 
cheers we 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 love that a lot actually it's it's not wine it's like this olipop drink from walmart so i don't drink y'all just <laughs> i just like to put my drinks in like fancy glasses because yeah whatever all right so jump into aw uh i'm gonna take over for just as much here um and then stephanie will handle the rest um this opened up our show tonight of course we know that you know nba is on and AEW decided that they choose to be on a, on a channel where NBA does manage to take over every fucking thing. Uh, so we welcome us this match here with the um, IWGP Tag Team Championships on the line, Ozzy Open versus uh, Best Friends. And this match was really, really good. Great, great opening. Um, it's nice to see the Ozzy Open over here in AEW doing their thing alongside with the best friends. I mean, killing it together as a pair. Um, it was great, I would have to say. But, I mean, there was no telling. You're not going to tell me that Ozzy Open was, like, going to lose those titles by no means. Best friends are great and all, but Ozzy Open, they truly, truly, truly own those titles. Honestly, even though they just won them, they own those titles. And there's no way in hell they're going to lose those. Um, Yeah, like, there was a 30-minute war between SmackDown and AEW just a little bit because AEW did come on a little bit after um, the NBA Finals went off during literally the main event. So, shout-out to Ozzy Open uh, for winning this match. Uh, I don't really have much to say because I didn't expect them to lose. By no means necessary, but shout out to the best friends. I mean, like I said, they were great as a tag, great as a pair. Um, but nonetheless, there's there's not much you can say. I don't know what's next for Ozzy Open. I don't know what's next for the best friends. They kind of been a little bit on a little losing streak, um, and everything like that. But hopefully, they they move up in the ranks. We're getting better, you know, in the ring as tag team and stuff like that. While Ozzy Open is gonna be killing it here, gonna kill over in New Japan. They don't care wherever they stand, step foot in impact, whatever, you know. But yeah, so I'll let Stephanie take it from here. Yes, thank you. So basically, um, I got messed up a little bit because I didn't expect AW Rampage to come on as early as it did. So I missed the first match. But when I did turn it on, FTR was in the ring talking. So this is where I'm going to take over and talk about it. So FTR got in the ring and they were talking more about, you know, what they are going to do now that they've decided to sort of stay in AEW and they are the tag team champions. They're basically like here to take on whoever, whenever, um, throughout most of the time and then he basically said top guys out and that's that's the part I came in on so it was really awkward but either way FTR is, has made a home out of AEW and they've made it clear that they are here to take on anybody at any time so yeah hashtag four years so it's just been you know pretty cool for them they're one of the best tag teams in all of the world and of course at one point they did hold all the titles so even though now they're not holding all the titles they're holding the titles that mean the most of them right now as um their home and that's really all that matters and as long as they're happy that's all that matters too top guys out okay so santana how did you feel about the promo uh shout out to the top top guys you know what i'm saying um with with LTR, I mean, of course, we know that eventually this is the place where they do plan on retiring it. Like, once their contract is up, they have made it known that this is where they will retire and everything. So, 
Um, I don't know what will happen. You know, once once their contract is up, I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. But FTR, they they are absolutely amazing as a tag team um, from all over. You know, I, I personally was introduced to them when they came to WWE and they were killing it there being the, the revival. They still have one of the greatest theme songs to me. Uh, when I, when I hear the theme song say, yeah, like I love it, but seeing them over here once holding all the gold, dropping all of them because they had their own, you know, I think injuries and stuff like that going on and then have them return back here staying in AEW. Obviously they found their home and uh, you know, it is what it is and shout out to them. And hopefully we see who else, you know, steps up to the plate to take on uh, FTR when, when the times come, but yeah, they, they are, they are, they literally are everything, honestly. So let me say this time. Yes, they go hard all day, all night. Oh, my proud mm-hmm. Southern people will be ready to fight. Say, yeah! Okay, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I just had to get crazy because here again, we got more stuff to go crazy over because guess what? This week, we had the return of Jeff Hardy. And now that means that the iter- that we are in the new iteration and the new version of the Hardy Boys. Yes, these are my brothers in my head, and I am so Jeff is back and hopefully recovering, you know. And not trying to snatch Stephanie out of here because she's going crazy for the Hardy Boys. Wait, what just happened? It's like you got snatched out of here. Oh my, like I thought it was just me, but yeah, like you got snatched the hell up out of here, no lie, and then you gonna pop back in. That's weird. Um, but yeah, I'm still on the screen, but either way, we're here and it's hardy time, so I'm excited. This is where we're at. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of for a like, what? I don't, yeah, it, I don't know what happened. Child, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, but we're gonna keep going. Um, the Hardys, Hook, and Isaiah Cassidy were backstage, and Matt Hardy revealed that there will be an ultimate deletion match against the firm, um, which will take place at the Hardy compound. So, yeah, it's going to be cool stuff going out at the Hardy house. It's really exciting. And then it was funny to see Jeff. Every time Matt went delete, delete, his head would go off to the side. So it's really cool to see the hearty madness going on. Like, I'm so excited. Like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. So, yeah, that's where we're at with them. And I need to give me a hearty shirt, like, now. But the new and improved hearty shirts, too, though. Those are really cute. Exactly. First of all, I didn't realize Isaiah Cassie is over here doing his damn pose and shit. He's so, he is so funny. Y'all seen a video of him moaning in Jeff Hardy's ear about uh Jeff Hardy's like hello? Yeah, Jeff didn't take too kindly to that. I'm like, what is that? I have that video actually. I can play it for y'all. If y'all oh no. It. Close your ears. <laughs> Close your ears. So. Wait, yeah, I see my, my boy. Oh. Hey, he's... Yeah. I just... <laughs> Ciao. This is not the place for that. Um, This is not the place for that. Uh, (laughs) Hey, it comes in handy. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that was interesting. But moving forward, <laughs> we had the second match of the night involving um, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Sutnam Singh in action in an eight-man tag match against the Spanish Announced Project and Jake Manning. This was a relatively quick match. There was It was basically what you would say is just like, you know, this is a squash match, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like every time any member of the Spanish Announced um, Project and Jake Manning were trying to, like, bounce back on them, it was always Sutton Singh who wound up like throwing them and choke slamming them somewhere. Like it seems like his skills in wrestling are getting a little bit better for a big man. Mm -hmm. um, so that's happening. But it seemed like uh, Mark Briscoe really wasn't here for the shenanigans that um, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have going on, even though he's been friends with Jay Lethal for years and stuff. And he was trying to talk him through it. But Mark was just like, nah, this is not my forte. Even though he wound up getting the win for the team, it was mm -hmm. just, you know, more so of a squash match. Um, but I think maybe at this point, they might be pushing forward the idea that maybe Jay Lethal might beef with Mark Briscoe um, at some point. I don't know, but I feel like that would be good for the sake of um, Ring of Honor and AEW lore. So I feel like that would be interesting. So, yeah, needless to say... <laughs> Team Briscoe, Jared, and Lethal and Singh wound up winning the match. So, Santana, how did you feel about this? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I can't even say because literally when I blinked, the match was over. I don't even... Obviously, obviously, Mark Briscoe is not too pleased with the with with being uh, amongst these guys in the first place, and you can see the 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 way that he exited the ring after after the match was done. Anyway, you know, he came out when I was I thought that was kind of weird, you know, saying, but I know they had long time history or friends or whatever shit like that, and uh, the aftermath of seeing him upset and, and seeing them like trying to feel like, well, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? Like, what's the issue? What's the problem? And honestly, it does maybe seem like maybe somewhere down the road we could have Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe um, in a feud or something like that, or Mark feuding with these guys, and maybe Mark can have some guys of his own, you know, since he is kind of <clears throat> a little bit out there by himself without, you know, his brother Jay and everything. Um, but I, I will say it is nice to see um, Mark still be out here doing his thing um, and everything like that, too. But I, I honestly, I, I have – I. I had no care in the world about how this match went. When I saw it was a bunch of people that I didn't even know they were going up against, it it didn't even matter at all. Like, not, like not at all. It, it, I I have I had absolutely no say so with with that match and how how it ended. Yeah, well, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. We have to talk about the Rampage women's action. And, of course, we had this match between Emi Sakura and um, Taya Valkyrie. And I was really happy to see this, considering I'm just removed from watching the Sakura Genesis match between Mercedes, Monet, Hazuki, and um, Azumi. So if you haven't watched that episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast Extra, please go do so because I had a lot of fun watching that match. So seeing the type of talent that Emmy Sakura had just sort of reminded me of watching that sort of type of wrestling. So it was just like really cool to see this take place on Rampage as well. 
So Sakura is someone who's been on um, AEW programming before um, between Ring of Honor and AEW. So, of course, her and Valkyrie, you know, tied it up in the ring. And, of course, Taya Valkyrie's been dealing with a bunch of issues dealing with Jay Cargill, the TBS champion, because Taya likes to use the move called um, the road to... Valhalla, which at which is actually jaded, but it's also known as other moves, depending on who's using it. Um, so this match was pretty hard hitting for the most part. Um, Valkyrie was really strong, and you saw a lot of her strength on display throughout this match. But Sakura was very hard hitting throughout the match as well. They were smacking each other in the chest a whole lot. Like it was just really cool. And then in the second half of the match, um, they got to fighting outside as Taya Valkyrie got distracted from Jade and Layla Gray being out there watching the match. And Emmy actually ran into, like, she she hit, like, a cross-body splash into um, Taya Valkyrie's body against the steel steps. And that's where it started to get a little bit, a little bit more intense. But either way, Valkyrie wound up winning the match with the road to Valhalla. But it was still a really good display from all from both of these women. But after she did the move and after she won the match, um, Jay Cargill acted like she wanted to take her shoes off and go in there and fight her. But Layla Gray was like, no, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll do it. And then she ran in there and then wound up having the road to um the road to Valhalla done on her too. And Jay didn't like that. So she ran in there and then her and Taya started trading hits with each other with their forearms. And she almost hit the road to Valhalla on her, but then Jade finally picked her up and then hit the move on her and covered her up for the proverbial one, two, three that would have happened if that was an official match. So that was interesting. All the women looked good here. Um, Emmy Sakura looked really amazing. Of course, Taya looked amazing. And Jay Cargill, here again, looked like the amazing um, chocolate bar we know her to look like. Her outfit was amazing. Her legs were popping. She had on a four necklace, which I wonder what significance the number four is to her, because I know what it is to me. Um, so it was just a lot of fashion stuff, moments going on, too. But it was a lot of hard-hitting stuff. And I was finally glad to see Jade trade some shots with Taya Valkyrie because a lot of the time she likes to stare at you know stars yell at them cuss at them or whatever or send somebody else to fight them and she won't touch them until like they fight in a match and she winds up beating them but this time she took it personal and actually got to fighting with the person that she really wants to fight with for the TBS title and that was a nice change of pace so I liked it so saying how do you feel about the development between Taya and Jade and how did you feel about this match um as a whole <clears throat> so <laughs> in regards to the match with uh Emi Sakura and Ty Vakri it was really good uh both of these women matched up really well um in the ring it is nice to see um Taya in the ring with some of the women who you know have been in AW been on AW Dark etc and have been putting on really nice matches and stuff like that and with Emi and Taya they did really good I have I have no no nothing bad to say about it. With her situation with Jade and this whole situation about a finisher, like I said once before, if that's the case. You need to go grab the Glamazon. You need to go talk. You need to go talk to Bell Phoenix. You need to go talk to Jazz. You need to talk to Bianca Belair. You need to talk to you need to talk to all all kinds of people who have utilized <laughs> who have utilized this finisher. And I feel like they could they could have came up with something more. 
with just this being a finisher. This could have been more so of how, okay, why does every time y'all bring somebody new over here for me, y'all think that they have a chance to win? Haven't I proved, haven't I proven that over the past 50 plus wins that I've gotten that every person that you have brought over here for whatever fucking company they decide they want to pop their ass up to and come take my TBS championship, they have all lost. Why do y'all keep bringing these girls over here for fucking failure? This is that bitch show. Nobody's taking that title away from, from Jay Cargill, point blank, period. But I'm not saying that. That would be something I would think that they should have the story wrapped around about. That would be about the women who have came over here or who have been inside the company and have faced Jay Cargill and have lost. I don't care how what the name is or who you bring over here, they constantly still keep losing to Jay Cargill. You have someone like Ty Vachary who has carried and ha is still holding titles in different promotions. She has the ability to do for to do so. Ty Vachary ain't no rookie. She's not just a name. That girl is, a, is star power. And she has been probably the only one that has given Jade a run for her money when it comes to standing face-to-face -face with each other. And when it comes to the mic skills, Ty Vacker is a great speaker. She's a great wrestler. And I know that, and I'm glad that they're allowing something like this to continue to build up between her and Jade and not just be like, okay, Ty Vacker comes in, Jade, Jade is going to be her next opponent. Next week on AEW Dynamite, they're going to face each other for the, the championship and then Ty loses. And then Ty goes to AEW Dark or some shit, you know, saying, did we forget about her? Which which you cannot forget about Ty Bakery because she's doing other shit too, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I, I really want them to change the whole narrative of this just being about the finisher. Let this be about a new girl coming in thinking she has a chance to take my title and has and will fail like everybody else has. And I prove that at what double or nothing because double or nothing is around the corner. But y'all want to keep it about some goddamn freaking finisher that everybody uses in a game. If that's the case, everybody who's playing 2K right now should be sued for using that damn finisher. Everybody at this point. Y'all get on my nerves. I'm sick of y'all. Like, please, like change the narrative of the conversation, and then maybe it would be it'll be even more worth worrying about. Instead of a freaking finisher. So. But Jay did look good. Kyle looked good. Everybody looked good. And get Layla Grace somewhere else. Okay. I'm sick of her coming in and being a, and jumping in stuff and just to get flatlined. Okay. Send her to the back. ASAP. Okay. I'm done. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate your energy and your <laughs> honesty. Okay, because ma'am, yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with all of that because all we want to do is see women win on women's wrestling talk. And the way that women win is when they're giving substantial work and substantial storylines to use. So I absolutely agree with everything you just said <laughs> um, in a very strong and honest manner. Okay, that's why we're family and that's why I love you. So, yes, um, moving on. We did hear from um, Powerhouse Hobbs, the TNT champion, who is going to be facing Wardlow next week for the TNT title. And Wardlow, you know, 
decided to get it back in blood by attacking Powerhouse Hobbs' new Monstar car, which he didn't take too kindly to. So, you know, they're going to fight each other, and there we go with that. But I hope that Powerhouse Hobbs does retain his title because, yeah, I just need to, I just need more black champions, okay? Just more black champions in AEW. So, <clears throat> as long as he maintains, and that's fine. But we did hear from Daddy Magic, Cool Hand, Ange, and um, Jake Hager from the Jericho Appreciation Society. And they decided that they wanted to try their hand at rapping. And Daddy Magic kept saying over and over again, like, rapping is easy. Rapping is easy. And I'm just like, sweetheart, no, it's not. <laughs> everybody can't rap and you clearly show that everybody can't rap because you couldn't stay on rhythm to save your life okay and he couldn't do it and neither could his friend either and jake definitely like i feel like out of all of them like um cool hand and stayed on beat a little bit better um, out of all three of them, but Jake Hager just kept rapping about the hat and everything, and I was just like, y'all sound so goofy, and then the crowd ain't no better, because they just kept egging them on just to be silly, but you know, I'm not gonna lie, like, I probably would have been that silly person too, <laughs> but either way, they just kept going, but then eventually the Acclaim's music interrupted them, and everybody got crunk, but then right when they said, listen, and they was like, you know what, forget it. And then they dropped the mic and started beating up on him, as you can see in the picture. They were just like, you know what, we ain't even gonna do a rapid dish, y'all. We just go, we just gonna go in here and fight. And they fought them and everything, and they wound up, you know, leaving the ring. And then they got on the microphone and basically said, Look, we're just gonna fight you guys next week. <laughs> um, and prove that, and basically they said we're gonna prove why six people may love JAS, but everybody loves the acclaimed. And that was it. But then old dude was humping the purple hat that belonged to Jake Hager. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's sad. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty funny segment. Um, if you like watching people rap off beat and look goofy, but yeah. Dan, how did you feel about this? <laughs> We, I got to get them out of Jericho Appreciation Society immediately. I, I have to get them out of there. Like, ASAP. Like, they, they have to go. I am so sick of seeing them on my TV screen. They don't even understand. Literally, they were, whatever they thought they were doing out here, I put their ass on mute. Because I didn't want to hear that. Okay? By no means, I said that I want to hear that karaoke shit. I didn't want to hear that. No. I did not want to listen to them by no means necessary. So when the claim came out, beat the hell out of them, and Max Caster started humping that purple hat, which is cool, cool, very weird. Um, I don't even think Cena could help them by no means necessary. Like I'm I'm I I'm over this segment. I was over this segment. I'm glad they came out there and whooped their ass. And I hope they continue to get their ass whooped on multiple occasions because you guys are a bad look on Jericho Appreciate Society. I want them to be exiled today. Like, I want them to, to, to move the hell on. They have my personality. They're just lame. They just lame. I, I don't I don't like them at all. Hmm. All the hot takes tonight, Joseph. <laughs> Bro, literally no personality in NXT ever. They don't even have it here. So they're they're listen, you guys are a waste of space for Jericho Appreciate Society. There are at least more talented people like myself that could be in there. Okay. 
I'm sick of it. I want y'all out today. Jeff yeah. said he read to see Anna J. Listen, Anna J got a fat ass and a bad attitude. So, and go cop her shirt too, because I'm going to give me one. Um, Daniel Garcia got like six of them. So, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So, get them the hell out of here. I just think it's funny because it's funny because every time I do see them, I do think about them being Everrise in NXT. And I thought for sure, you know, they were going to be cool for a minute because that was still black and gold NXT. And they had those little coffee cups. And I was really invested in that because I love cups. And I was going to buy it, but then they got released before it ever became a thing. And now it's over. I was very not praying about a downfall, but I just think that would be a great decision for them to be released from the Jericho Fisher Society. <laughs> Let them go do something else. Like, something else, please. Okay. Okay, but moving into the main event, which was between Jungle Boy Jack Perry, one of the pillars, um, versus Sean Spears, who is perfection 10, but deep down inside, you know, in your heart of hearts, it's the perfect 10. Um, either way, they were fighting each other, and then they had their little promo backstage. Still, it was a pretty respectful promo. There wasn't, it, like, mad disrespect between the two um, because Jack Perry is just ready, you know, to fight whoever he needs to fight in order to climb up the ladder to um, face off against MJF for the AEW Championship. And Sean Spears, you know, is back after being gone for months because, of course, he had a baby. And he mentioned that with his wife, Cassie Lee. Congratulations to them because I know it's a huge deal. Um, so, yeah, he's the father of a baby boy. But now he's just ready, you know, to get back um, into the swing of things because he has a different motivation. So mm -hmm. they shook hands before they locked up for the match and they traded holes and counters. And it was just so funny because throughout the match, Sean Spears just kept holding up the sign for 10 and kept flashing the 10 in your face. And I was just like, I remember when I loved him as Ty Dillinger. Like, mm -hmm. that was my everything. Like, I wanted it to be everything. And it just wasn't on the main roster. But, you know, here we are. It's okay. But it was just a pretty good match. You know, they got aggressive. But, you know, Sean Spears wasn't really trying to do all the heel stuff that we didn't know him for when he was affiliated with AEW and the Pinnacle. So it was really good for the most part. But then um, Jack Perry wound up countering a crucifix um, into his own pin um, to score the win. So Jack Perry won the match. And then notably, the people who were watching the match from backstage um, in a corner somewhere was Darby Allen, And then backstage somewhere else in another corner, you had Sammy Guevara and his wife, Ty Conti, watching as well. So it made Sean Spears a little bit sad for him, you know, to lose or whatever. But he still shook his hand and they still dap each other up and gave each other, you know, props for winning to a match. And that was pretty much the end of Rampage. And they, of course, made their announcement saying that Dynamite next week will be going live coast to coast. Um, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, will be fighting in her hometown alongside the AEW Women's Champion, um, Jamie Hayter, against the Outcast with Ruby and um, Tony Storm. But I'm pretty sure, you know, Soraya will be out there too. And then, of course, you have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow. And a number of other matches taking place on Wednesday as well. So, that was the end of Rampage. So, Sam, how did you feel about this match? Rampage is crazy. Um, <laughs> this match was uh, <laughs> this match was good. 
Um, Sean Spears, you know, seeing him make his, you know, return and everything. Um, I think a lot of people forget how great of a wrestler he was or is and everything like that. And then with, with Jack Perry, of course, I, I think he's great, but I don't think that he is somebody that I that I care much about enough. Same with Sean Spears. It's it's difficult to to care that much about these two um, and everything like that. I, I I mean I'm pretty sure to a lot of people they're they're great in their own way. Um, and they had a nice spar within this match. I know that Sean Spears was a heel at one point, and it's nice to see them show some sportsmanship. But honestly, I wish he would have knocked the hell out of Jack Perry. Be a heel, goddamn it, knock his ass out. But that's just me, you know. What I'm saying, I yeah. All right, I'm just saying. Very much so. Very much so. But nonetheless, I mean, it was a great way to, I guess, close out um, Rampage. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, JPC. Um, But yeah, so, you know, shout out to to Jake Perry for uh, getting the victory. Of course, somewhere down the line, this is going to be eventually Jake Perry versus MJF, obviously. It's very much bound to happen. Uh, yeah, that match is happening um, on Rampage too, but also I think Jay White versus uh, Commander is happening on Wednesday. Um, I have to say too. Yeah, Helixa does come to play. Um, she hasn't played in a minute, but when she does, it's always a fun ride. Yes, and I believe Rampage next week comes on on Saturday. I. Oh yeah, it comes on next Saturday. At 10 p.m. And I won't be here. Just so y'all know. They listen, we only cover SmackDown next week. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. Y'all wanna yeah, know what happened on Rampage? Right. Y'all wanna know what happened on Rampage? You better watch it. Okay. You Sad find out you'll find out the thoughts somewhere else because it won't be with me. I'm letting you know that now. Um, but that was uh the end of SmackDown and Rampage uh, post-show. We thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here. Uh, we're, I mean, we're moving in pretty early because, um, you know, it's Coachella. I'm watching to see who is out here. I think Gorillaz is out here now on the main stage because, you know, I'm waiting for Bad Bunny to come out. And he doesn't come out till like 11, 50, 11 I think 11.25 p.m. Uh, California time. So, you know, I got I to gotta get on my plane and my flight to go over to to. Coachella so I can hang out with Bad Bunny, you know what I'm saying, be in the crowd, you know, I got VIP, all that good jazz there, you know, I'm on stage, all that, so, so. you know, me and Bad Bunny, we like, we like this here, you know, we cool, but <laughs> Stephanie, let everyone know where they can uh, keep up with you at. Well, Sam, it's always a pleasure being with you on Friday nights, talking about all the Friday night wrestling, so mm-hmm. if you want to find and follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, Follow and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy and listen to my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Everywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, where you can find all of my interviews and most and all of my episodes as well. Um, just yesterday, I did a live um, episode 
on the Mercedes Monet versus Hazuki versus AZM, not not AZM, I'm sorry, a Zumi match um, for the IWGP Women's Title at Soccer Genesis. So please check that out um, and just continue to support the vibe and buy my Alabama wrestling merch um, at foyerwear.com alongside more merch that I will be bringing out pretty soon. And also watch me on the Wow Superheroes After Show on Mondays with Emily Mayheller and Katrina from NCAT We Trust as well. And also check out the NXT After Show that I did with Shay Sawyer this week too. We had a great time together. And yeah, just continue to support us at Women's Wrestling Talk and just continue to show love to women's wrestling and love to all of us as we grow and matriculate. Of course, and y'all know, y'all know exactly where to find me um, on Google, Drian Santana, D-R-I-U-N-E, that's where you're always going to find me, or you can find me on Twitch, I'm going to start back up being on Twitch, I haven't been on Twitch in about two weeks, Uh, (laughs) yeah, so definitely I'm going to start back up real soon uh, over there on Twitch and everything like that, but as far as me here, you can catch me on Monday Night Raw with my tag partner, Nikki. Uh, talking about Monday Night Raw, of course, everything that's happening on Mondays, and then of course on Thursday, um, that's Impact. Uh, we just did our, um, we actually just did our prediction show for Rebellion. We will have a post show uh, for Rebellion this Sunday um, after we finish uh, and do all uh, access for AEW as well. So definitely uh, come back Sunday. We got two shows back to back happening, so definitely don't want to miss that. Um, and also, of course, Fridays. I'm here with Stephanie uh, for SmackDown and whenever Rampage decide they want to be on time. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, other than that, uh, definitely make sure you check out the website, www.talk.com, uh, for all articles and things like that. Um, definitely make sure you check out social media too. Shout out to Ashid for holding down for uh, SmackDown live tweet. Shout out to Nikki for literally handling everything on twitter to be honest shout out to katrina for handling everything on uh tiktok and shout out to myself for holding things down on, on instagram so we all there's a lot of big things happening uh with women's wrestling talk we thank everyone for who has subscribed to us uh subscribers are going up um engagement is going up there's a lot of things that are going up for women's wrestling talk you know saying so even though we do talk about the men here the women are our main focus point blank period and okay (laughs) so once again thank you guys so much uh for hanging out here with us and once again this is women's wrestling talk the number one women's show on the planet and we'll see you guys next week bye everyone have a good night (laughs) women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet